In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the story of when Jesus calls Levi and eats with sinners. When you come to scripture, are you curious? The focus scripture is from Mark 2, 13 through 17. This conversation was recorded in July of 2023. Our mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. To learn more about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation. One of our practices in faith walking is to be curious. I know often for those of us that uh, have been in church most of our lives, that can be a challenge sometimes. Oh, we've heard this text. We've heard sermons on it. We've had Sunday school classes on it. Bible study. So I want to invite you to be curious. And I want you, I want to invite you to ask uh, uh, some questions. Okay. And, and here's about three or four questions that I want to I want to ask you to to think about. So I'm going to read a text and I'm going to talk about the text, but I want you to be listen. I want you to listen to these questions. First of all, what surprises you in the story? OK, that's that's number one. Number two, what questions emerge for you as you listen to the story? What questions do you have? Third question. What lesson is there from the story that you can apply to your life today? And the fourth question is, uh, because this is faith walking, what faith walking principles do you hear in the story? Or can you imagine in the story? You got them? What surprises you? What questions? What lesson? What principles? What faith walking principles? I've found that doing that... Uh, gets me out of the same old box that I've always been in. So try not to make any assumptions. I, 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 love, to, I love to ask people to do this with Scripture, especially with the, with the stories in the Gospels. Imagine that you were in the crowd when Jesus says or does whatever he does in this story. What would you believe about him? What would you think about him? So here we go. You ready? Here's the story. Mark 2, beginning in verse 13, by the way, out of the voice translation. At another time, Jesus was out walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he was teaching the gathering crowd, sitting at the booth where he collected taxes. And Jesus said to Levi, Levi, would you, would you like to come follow me? And Levi left the booth and went along with Jesus. At Levi's house, there were many other tax collectors and other sinners. And they were dining with Levi, who was dining with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus had attracted such a large following that all kinds of people surrounded him. When the Pharisee scribes saw who shared the table with Jesus, they were quick to criticize. And they say this to, to the disciples. If your master is such a righteous person, then why does he eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners who are the worst people among us? 
Jesus heard them ask the question, and he answered by saying, people who have their health don't need to see a doctor. Only those who are sick do. I'm not here to call those already in good standing with God. I'm here to call sinners to turn back to him. What surprises you about the story? That he just followed him. He said, come follow me. He said, sure, let's go. Yeah. Life. Yeah, that surprises me too, Kimberly. I mean, so can you imagine someone strolling through the lobby of the, of the bank, sees you over in your office, walks by and says, Kimberly, come follow me. Oh, okay. And oh, by the way, he didn't just get up and follow him. He quit his job. Okay, I quit. No, that is unfathomable to me. Yeah, it is to me as well. And it and here, so so then the second question is what questions does it raise? It raises all sorts of questions for me about okay, here here's my assumptions. He had to have been around Jesus before. That wasn't his first time. He he'd been in the crowd, he'd 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 seen miracles happen, he'd heard Jesus teach. And the moment was right. Jesus comes by. Jesus recognizes him, recognizes he's been in the crowd. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. My question would be is, why did he leave? Uh, even if he had known him before, why would he just up, leave his job and go? Did yeah. He, did he have an experience that where Jesus had changed his life that was just so amazing? Or was he sick of his life then he just yeah. run yeah those are great questions and i'm asking the same question brendan and here so here's again i'm making an assumption but here's the assumption i'm making he 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 didn't like his life so here here's our typical church interpretation so levi got saved prayed dash jesus into his heart and joined the church no i don't think he did any of those things I think Jesus invited him to come be an apprentice to his way. And there was something about his life that he didn't like. And there was something in Jesus that was attractive. And I believe he got up and he quit his job because he wanted a different way of life. I, I can and, see that. And it's not the churchy way of life that he was following. He was following the life-giving way of life of Jesus, I think. What other questions emerge from the story? Um, I have a question about um, his disciples. It says, you know, the disciples sat and ate there too, but I imagine the disciples must have felt very uncomfortable. I mean, they, they don't want to sit and eat and be seen with sinners and tax collectors. Um, what what uh, allowed them to, to sit and eat at this table too? Because they, they must know that they're going to get criticized for it. Mm -hmm. um, but somehow I imagine that they're all having a really good time uh, sitting and eating with Jesus and all these people so that they're doing it anyway. But you know, I'm, I'm just wondering how yeah. they felt me when they got there and sat down. It's like, oh, oh my goodness, uh -huh. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't, uh -huh. I shouldn't do this. But uh -huh. it's Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I love what you said there, Jerry, about uh, I'm sure they were having a really good time. Wait. You mean you mean it wasn't all business and somber and 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 oh oh let's all sit in silence and we're going to meditate for ten minutes or let's all mind our manners now be careful 
I can't imagine Jesus. I'm with you. I imagine Jesus being fun to hang out with. Listening to our stories, chatting it up with us, everybody laughing. Yeah, good question. What what were the disciples thinking? What do you think? Go ahead. Go. Uh, Yeah. It's like, I don't think Jesus was there giving some big, heavy theological lecture to them or saying (laughs) bad boys. Right. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. So what do you think is a lesson from the story? Is there a lesson? I think maybe there's a lesson about not prejudging people. I mean, we just assume people are are and hard-hearted and all this stuff. And underneath, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a very vulnerable person who wants to belong, who wants to be accepted, who wants to change their life, but just doesn't know how. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the lesson that, that I drew from it, Jerry. Uh, So to use faith walking language in my first formation, I grew up going to church, became a Christian when I was really young. And one of the unintentional things that I learned was that we judge and criticize everybody that's not like us. And it's fascinating to me that everywhere in Scripture, Jesus says, that's exactly not my way. It's not my way to judge, condemn, and criticize others uh, who aren't like us. And that's what, to me, that's the lesson of the story. And when Jesus says it's, it's the sick who need a doctor, and and I, I have no need to go to the already healthy. I don't think he was saying to the scribes and the religious leaders that they were healthy. I think what he's pointing out is you're just as much a sinner for your judgment and criticism as they are for whatever it is they did. I think that's what Jesus was saying. I think what Jesus was saying is you scribes and Pharisees need me in my way just as much as these other people need me in my way. For me, that's one of the big lessons of the story. The scribes and Pharisees were afraid, and they had contempt on those that were not like them. What were they afraid of? They they were afraid of getting dirty. Maybe we're those people. I think that's the lesson. I think that's one lesson. There could be others. So let me ask you the fourth question. Can you make a connection to any faith-walking principles from this text? Self-differentiation, Jesus showed self-differentiation. He didn't allow what the other people thought about his actions in mm-hmm. sitting with the tax collector or these people. Um, he he went on regardless mm-hmm. of what they thought. Good. Yeah, good. You're exactly, yeah, that's there. You see anything else? I think that awareness, what's making you resonate here? What's bothering you? Mm-hmm. That's making you uncomfortable? You know, this, that scripture and that version clearly says those who didn't follow the ritual purity. Yeah. Well, I was like, what's making you, you know, kind of uncomfortable. We want to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this? The, the, the religious Pharisees and scribes got anxious. And notice what they did with their anxiety. They triangled the disciples in. Rather, why didn't they just go ask Jesus the question? Jesus, tell us, why do you hang out with sinners? But they didn't have the courage to go ask Jesus directly until they go, they go and triangle in the disciples. Hey, hey, fellas, uh, what's, what are you doing here? <laughs> what's Jesus doing here? To me, that's, 
that's one of the, the faith walking principles that, uh, that I think we can learn here. Here's what I believe, group. I believe that, that it, so what do you think Jesus was teaching? It says he was teaching them. What do you think Jesus was teaching? I think Jesus was teaching them about the way of the kingdom. They had given themselves to that. For some of them, they'd given themselves to nationalism. And the reason they hated the tax collectors was because the tax collectors were anti-nationalist. The, the tax collectors took, took in money for a government that wasn't Israel. And, and all of that's in the dynamic. Jesus, so here's what I don't believe, folks. I don't believe Jesus was teaching them that one day he was going to die on the cross for their sins. I don't think that's what Jesus was teaching them. I think Jesus was teaching them that there is a way that leads to life. It leads to the, the more life and better life than you've ever dreamed or imagined. And here are the distinctives. Blessed are who? The merciful. Blessed are the gentle. Blessed are the peacemakers. That's the way of the kingdom. Come join that and you'll find your life. That's what I believe. I believe Jesus was saying we're all broken people in need of restoration to wholeness, even those, that, those of us that go to church every Sunday. And I think Jesus was teaching us that, so don't be quick to criticize. Look at your own heart. Take the beam out of your own eyes. Yeah, those are some of the things that got stirred for me as I read that story. Let me see if I can find anything else here. Anything get stirred up for you as I talk about any of that? Well, I think I think also he was in, in everything that you said, he was teaching inclus inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. And instead of being tribal and, you know, just just mm -hmm. doing for yourself, doing for your just your own good, your own. People. Right. Well, and distinguishing between the clean and the unclean. Right. Well, who's unclean? We all are. Right. <laughs> Well, wait, no, 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 no. Those people over there, those, that group of people, they're, they're dirty, ugly sinners. Right. We've cleaned ourselves up. We, you know, we believe in Jesus and go to church. We've been baptized. Yeah. Mm. I think Jesus and the way of the kingdom is for everybody. There's room if we want to follow, but following is always an invitation. It's not coercion. Hey, would you like to follow me? I mean, we, we often talk about it because in Scripture, all it says is Jesus said, follow me, like, like he commanded him to follow him. I can't imagine Jesus commanding him to follow him. I, I, I hear it as an invitation. Would you, Michelle, would you like to come follow me? Yeah, come on. Kimberly, you want to you wanna come? Yeah, you can come too. Come follow me. Okay. And, and the call was so radical that for Levi, he, he left his job. Why? Because his job was unfulfilling and because his job, I believe, made him feel guilty because the tax collectors were extorting people. So they were getting rich at, at the expense of others, which is an injustice, which is not the way of the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, what I believe is everybody gets treated right. And everybody gets treated fairly. And we don't extort money from others. And we're not greedy in the kingdom. Levi, all I know is 
I'm getting no satisfaction from doing what I'm doing now. I feel miserable about all that stuff, and I'm ready to try a new way. So he gets up, leaves his job, follows Jesus. That reminds me of faith walking. It's an invitation to to change your life and live the kingdom way. And you just got to be fed up enough, I guess, with the way that you are, the way that you're living. You do. To take that journey, even though it's challenging. That's it, Brenda. I, I say to people sometimes when I when I think about it, if if your life is working and, and filling you with joy and life, just keep doing what you're doing. No use to change, right? So, but what I find is most people say, no, that's not my life's not full of joy and it's not full of life. Uh, in fact, it's it's kind of sucky. Okay, well then what if there's something better out there? And you're right. We invite people into the journey in faith walking. And I believe it's a journey like Jesus was inviting people into. To align with his way. And and the only way we can do that is we have to deal with these wounds in our life that we call vows and shame and triggers of anxiety and all that stuff. Absolutely. I fully agree. Um, I had a different thought about this. So I've heard um I've heard in a message before that. Like at the time, it would have been an honor to be invited by a rabbi to come follow you, but that it wasn't normal, that normally like disciples would seek out rabbis to teach them. But there were like some rabbis might have invited somebody and that would have been like a big deal. If you got asked, that'd be like a celebrity, like, oh, come, you know, learn from me or something. Um, So I think it's maybe it might be different in our culture, like when we don't really do that. But the thing that stood out to me about this was that Levi just gets up and follows him. And I think like, is that how I respond to Jesus? Like when he tells me to do stuff, am I just like, yep. And I just like drop what I'm doing and just like totally <laughs> obedient, just go do it. Cause I don't, um, you know, and I think when I seek out, when I seek out answers and stuff through prayer or through reading the Bible and things like, honestly, even then I might seek an answer and I still find it. And then I'm still like, oh, I don't like that. Um, but I know there have been things where, God has, you know, definitely been asking something of me that is essentially to follow him. And I've been like, eh, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I want to do that. Um, <clears throat> so I love his, yeah, yeah his obedience that he's totally leaving his whole lifestyle and just like, yep. Um, and he, like, I want to have that. He did, Laura. And, and then I travel down to the end of the book of Matthew, his own book, uh, when Jesus appears in the upper room. Actually, it's in the book of John, but Jesus appears in the upper room and, and they're, they're all disillusioned, doubting and wondering, uh, did we buy into the wrong thing? I mean, they, I'm sure at the crucifixion, they had buyer's remorse, right? <laughs> they didn't, I mean, hold it, hold it. We left everything to follow you. Now what? Yeah, interesting stuff. Anything else you wanted to say, Laura? Yep. Well, I, I was going to pick up on what you said about guilt. I, th- I think it goes deeper. I, I think it's the shame that Levi felt and that, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus was inviting him to a, into a more authentic life. And that's where mm-hmm. he felt you know, freedom and liberation and, and the joy you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the theme I picked up on. I'm with you. I think it's probably absolutely true. It, it, it's just fascinating to me, group. And I don't mean I'm, I'm not making light of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. 
but it 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 just it really astounds me how often we'll read a, 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 a verse of scripture like this and we and we put all of that into this story. And we say, oh well, Matthew left all he had because he realized he was a sinner and that Jesus died on the cross for his sin. Well, wait, none of that had happened yet. So what, I mean, what if we're in a real life story and okay, here's this guy, Matthew, and Jesus invites him in and he says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to join this group. Um, in, in module five, when we talk about diversity, we talk about the diversity of the disciples and that, okay, there were four fishermen that had already been called. And now Jesus goes and calls the tax collector who collects taxes off the fish those fishermen catch. They hated Levi. Oh, sorry, bud. We're all on the same team now. What? What? I mean, what? No way. Yeah. Yeah. He gets included just like you got included. Can't be true, right? Tell me, really? No, it can't be true. That reminds me of last week's forgiven when you talked about mm -hmm. the, the workers mm -hmm. and the fairness of it all yeah how we want yeah. to believe so much that our hard work has earned it more than somebody else <laughs> mm -hmm. i want to invite you all just as you come to scripture come with curiosity come asking questions like what's surprising about this story levi jumping up that's surprising um, yeah, there's probably some other surprises in there too. Anything else about the story? Anybody wants to say something about, got a question about a comment about, I still come back to the courage and putting myself into, okay, I'm asking for God to speak clearly and the courage to obey. Okay. Yeah. And then this pops in. Would you do this? Oh, what? <laughs> right. Like, uh, no, no. My initial thing is no. And then you think, well, okay. So mm -hmm. what, at what, to what extent will I obey? Will I leave comfort? Will I go outside of what I think is normal? Will I, I just, my brain is just a little spinny. Yeah. Hmm. And and for me, Kimberly, the question becomes, and what am I being invited into? I think a lot of times we 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 Christiany church people, uh, that becomes this list of rules. Oh, I'm I'm invited into this list of legalistic rules that I have to do. I don't think that's what Jesus was inviting people into. He wouldn't invite them into a list of rules, but it is a way, and that way is different than the normal way. Us just thinking um like when we explain the gospel to people we go to the death and resurrection of jesus which is right we we want them to understand the power of the cross but we don't want them to just take that as their ticket to heaven we want to we want to say what you know how we follow jesus like there's so much more to it and reading the stories of the disciples that are called before Jesus's death and resurrection, they don't know what's going to happen is like, there's an adventure to be had here in knowing Jesus in, in knowing who, who he is and following his way. That is much, much more than when we die, we get to heaven. Like there's a way mm -hmm. of living with mm -hmm. 
now mm-hmm. and I don't want like yes we need the cross like we can't mm-hmm. be followers of Jesus without the cross but we don't want to just sit there like there's there's right. fun there's adventure there's there's hard times as well like there's challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have in the walk in your walk with Jesus um but do we actually explain that to people you know are we mm-hmm. making converts that are just wanting to get mm-hmm. into heaven or, or are we mm-hmm. making followers disciples right um, and if we're called to kind of go into the, all the world and make disciples what does that actually look like those are the right questions michelle i think those are the that those are the questions i've been asking for 25 30 years now yeah what does it look like to make a disciple what is a disciple and how do you make one um which which is the question that really started faith walking. What's a disciple and how do you make one? And why aren't we doing a very good job of that? Because you're right. Uh, in my religious heritage, the emphasis was on, yeah, believe in Jesus so that you don't go to hell. Oh, well, who wants to go to hell? Let's all lie. You know, we're taking tickets. Let's line up. Nobody wants to go to hell. Of course, I want to go to heaven. But do you want to be an apprentice? Do you want to align with the way? And and do you believe that uh, this is the way I like to say it, and I'm sure you've heard me say it before, is is Jesus the just the best? The the w- most of us would say the only way to get to heaven when you die, or is Jesus' way a better way to live in the here and now? This is what's on offer now. This is how you can live. Or are you going to leave that to the last minute, before, like the moment before you breathe your last mm-hmm. breath? I'll I'll, right. I'll accept Jesus then. Right. Or come and live this life now. Right. And unfortunately for me, the come follow me in my life was join the church and take on all these religious activities that ended up sucking the life out of me. Well, who wants that? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I, and I and so I don't think that's what Jesus wasn't about. That wasn't he wasn't about the this long list of rules of do's and don'ts. He came that we might have life, not just when we die, but it but here and now as well. You know, kid, there's a there's two things that come to my mind in sharing this story. Uh, well, and I love what you just said, Michelle. Trying to make converts that become doctrinal people instead of people who live a life who become we're mm-hmm. storied people that's how we live our lives our lives are stories and are we really captivating people into this life um and i think jesus never even broached the topic of who he was until 3 years into his ministry shortly before he went to jerusalem to face death it's when he asked the disciples, who do people say that I am, you know? And who do you say I am, Peter? So he never even talked about that with even his disciples until then. He he was all about just letting them live with him, travel with him, see who he was before he ever asked that question. And instead, I think we're trying to make a convert by having the Jesus question out there right away. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, that we're 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 kind of going about it so backwards that we uh, people just can't really grow to be disciples if all we're doing is making these converts and asking the Jesus question early on. Is that you know Jesus goes to Matthew's house, Levi's house, 
And in an honor-shame culture, when you go to someone's house, you're bringing your honor with you. That's an honor to have a guest. Like for us mm-hmm. Westerners, we often think, oh, that's a lot of work, you know. But that that is, he's bringing blessing and honor into a home, uh, shattering to mm-hmm. religious people. Like, what's he doing bringing favor into that home? Mm-hmm. That That's quite striking. Those are just observations that pop up in me. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. Yeah. R- really good. What a beautiful reminder that we bring blessing because we bring him. For more information about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. We want to remind you that faith walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider donating today at faithwalking.com. Visit our site for more workshops and courses available online. Thank you for listening.